Sox fans, welcome into the Sox on Tap postgame show. It's Tony on Tap alongside NWI Steve. We're here to discuss the White Sox getting their shit rocked in by the Chicago Cubs over the past two days. And uh, we've got some trade news. Lucas Giolito and Reynaldo Lopez are on the way out. Steve, you got a lot to talk about. Short time here. I know you had some technical difficulties, so we're running a little bit late. But uh, here we are. We've got a couple things to break down. How you doing tonight? I'm fucking irritated as shit already. You know, this fucking baseball team, you know, makes me want to rip my goddamn eyes out. Got fucking laptop problems going on over here, left and right. So everything's going just fucking great right now. Yeah, uh, you're on your cell phone. And uh, we we had to make do with uh, with Steve's cellular device, so you're going to see him touching the screen to go on and off mute throughout the episode. If you're in the live stream, uh, make sure you're following us over on YouTube, so you can come in here and comment. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, comments in the uh, in the comment section here tonight uh, regarding the White Sox sweep at the hands of the Cubs, as well as uh, the trade that just went down. We'll start. Quickly here, and, and just talk over the uh, the both ball games since we're breaking down both of these. Steve, uh, yesterday, Sox basically get absolutely pummeled by the Chicago Cubs in the series opener. Thoughts from the opener, Steve? Um, it kind of went as expected. I, you know, these two games. This is pretty much what I anticipated here, but I mean, Michael Kopech just going out there throwing home run balls left and right, um, offense going out there. You know, it was interesting that first inning, they actually worked Kyle Hendricks a little bit, made him throw 20 pitches. And then I think he threw like, you know, 40 pitches over the course of the next five innings. So just very, very much a typical White Sox performance there. Um, just, you know, going through the goddamn motions. I mean, this team, they act like they don't give a shit. So, you know, and it shows. Yeah, they looked fairly uninterested. Uh, game almost turned though on a Yohan Moncada grand slam that was robbed by uh Suzuki in right field. Uh, I felt from that moment on there was pretty much no hope in this one. Uh, Michael Kopech in uh, man just looked pretty pretty bad on the mound there. And you know, they talked about this a little bit in the uh post game show yesterday, but the Sox pitching needs to hold runners on base. This was they, they were getting run over by the Chicago Cubs. Couldn't throw anybody out. One last game note from me, Steve, here on this one. We need to stop fucking listening to Yasmani Grandal at the plate when he thinks he's tagged somebody out because he clearly most of the time costs the White Sox a challenge. Uh, those were my observations from last night's ball game. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much sums it up. I mean, look, there's not a whole lot else to really go into. They went out there and they just got dick slapped left and right, and uh, they did nothing well which is kind of par for the course with this baseball team. Very much so. Uh, and, and the trend kind of continues here tonight. Uh, Lance Lynn gets the start. I was actually surprised that Lynn was uh, allowed to go in this game, given the rumors that were uh, being discussed online uh, just hours leading up to tonight's ball game. Uh, reports indicated that the Tampa Bay Rays were interested in acquiring Lance Lynn. Steve, were were you kind of shocked as I was to see Lynn start this ball game for the White Sox? 
Um, in some ways, yes. But then again, you know, you realize that when Boob tweets something, you should usually anticipate it not to happen. So, you know, there's that. I mean, look, ultimately, it probably would have been better had they held him out instead of uh, having him go out there tonight. But, um, you know, no one has ever accused the White Sox of being a smart, well-run organization. Well, uh, Lynn did start the game and uh, it it looked like things were going to be good for him. I know you had tweeted out uh, after the first inning, the Sox were able to put uh, two runs on the board, that that's all Lance was going to get. I think you were wrong in that one. Uh, but you were right in the sense that uh, he needed to hold a lead, and he failed to do so not once but twice in this ball game. Steve, the Cubs come roaring back in their next uh, half inning there uh, to, I believe, tie this one up. Sox would then take a pretty decent size lead, wouldn't you say? Uh, putting up some crooked numbers there in the uh, what was that? The fifth inning, Steve. Uh, yep. It was just all White Sox. At, at least it felt that way uh, for a little bit there. What went wrong? Um, the 2023 White Sox is what went wrong. You know, you give up, um, you give up a base hit, and I think there was a walk in there. And then as soon as, soon as those first two guys reached base in that sixth inning, I was like, I know what's going to fucking happen here. I just knew it. I, I just felt it. You, you know, and this is what we've been talking about for a little while now. There is just this feeling of dread. Anytime that you're watching this team, that there is no positive momentum that can be built on a consistent basis. When something goes right for a short period of time, you anticipate that it's all going to fall apart very soon. And sure enough, boom, like that, fucking gone. Yes, gone it was. And it came at the hands of Lance Lynn, but it also came off of the hands of Joe Kelly. Um, Steve, I think most people who tune into the show frequently know how you feel about Joe Kelly. Uh, but the way this was done was rather embarrassing. Uh, you had a strike three uh, it, that goes in the dirt past Sebi Zavala to bring a run in. They were unable to get the out at first base. And then uh, the bases become loaded, and Joe Kelly proceeds to walk back-to-back -back batters in to score runs. You can't have that happen to your major league baseball team. That that is just disgusting and and painful to watch. Um, and I'm sure Sox fans who were there watching this on TV, uh, they felt it in that moment that this game was going to be out of grasp for this team. Yeah, that's been a big problem for this team. A good portion of the season is the fact that they don't control the strikes and they walk too many guys. Um, the Cubes are a team that has very strong plate discipline. Um, they have one of the lowest swing rates of any team in the league, and they force pitchers to go out there and make pitches. And when you have a pitching staff like the Sox do, largely it doesn't control the strikes. And when they have the baseball in their hands, it's a recipe for disaster, as we saw in that sixth inning right there. Recipe for disaster it was. The Cubs weren't done there, though, Steve. They added on a couple of more uh, in the later innings to just – basically add insult to injury. Uh, you saw Cody Bellinger who had gifted the Sox a run earlier in this one, uh, make up for that. Uh, and the Sox fall, uh, for the second game in a row to the Chicago Cubs. That's not something that we like to talk about on this show, but it is what happened. 
So let's just um, and, move on. Let's just move on to it and get to the real story at hand, then. Yeah, let's let's do that. We'll we'll put this in the rearview mirror, Steve. Some breaking news before we arrived on these airwaves because of your technical difficulties. There was White Sox news that took place during uh, your battle with your laptop webcam, uh, and Steve, I'll let you uh, share that news. Well, Lucas Giolito is going back home to Southern California. But is he going to the Los Angeles Dodgers, the team everybody thought he was going to? Nah, nah. He's going to Orange County to play with Shohei Otani and potentially Mike Trout if he ever comes back with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Orange County of California of the Pacific time zone. Um, you know, the Angels are sitting there, I think, four, four and a half games out of a wild card spot. So they are going for it, acquiring Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez. Interesting little tidbit about this. I'm going to be in the ATL Monday, Tuesday, next week when the Angels are there. So who knows? I might get to see Lucas Giolito's first start in an Angels uniform. That would that would fit you very well, Steve, to go out and uh, you know scout our former players uh, as they take on your National League favorite uh, Barves down there in the ATL. But first big move of the 2023 deadline for the Chicago White Sox. Let's hear what your thoughts are on the return. You know, um, from what I saw with the return, the the main piece of this is um, a catcher that's in double A right now with uh, the Angels. Um, the guy that, you know, looks like in single A, you know, showed some nice plate discipline and a little bit of power. Power has not manifested itself at the double A level yet, but that's something that can happen with catchers i think we had talked about this for a little while now the fact that the catching situation with this organization is very murky going forward yes manny grandal in the last year of his deal we've all seen that the sevi zavala experience can end anytime now carlos perez is not the answer so they got to do something and it looks like they have supposedly identified their catcher of the future um you know i don't really know a whole lot else about him at, at this point here, so I'm um, going to dig into scouting reports here over the next day or two, but catcher was obviously a position that needed to be addressed and something that was obviously identified within the organization, given the fact that there is nothing internally that they can turn to from that front, so they had to go external. Um, obviously, you know, they, they probably couldn't get Dalton Rushing or uh, Diego Cartaya from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers probably have uh, bigger fish to fry that they would be looking to use one of those catching prospects for. Definitely didn't see the Angels being the team that would swoop in there and get Lucas Giolito. So that was very much a, a shock to me when I saw the tweet come through from Passon and I just saw Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then I saw the names on it. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a dodge. And then I looked and I saw angels on it and I was like, that's very odd. I did I not see that I coming. Same reaction to that. I did not expect that. Although we did hear rumblings earlier today that the angels were going to stick with Otani and make a push for the playoffs. We'll see if Lucas Giolito and, and Reynaldo Lopez move the needle for them. Uh, interesting stuff. Does, does this mean that Ethan Katz is on his way out after this season though, Steve? You know, I've never, I never really subscribed to your theory that Ethan Katz only had a job because he was going to be Lucas Giolito's caddy. But 
Look, my position is this. No one should be safe. None of them. This whole organization from top to bottom needs to just be completely sanitized. All of them, the players on this team, they, they make me fucking sick. Luis Roberts, the only one worth any fucking thing on this team. And, and, and I like Jake Berger. The rest of them can all get fucked as far as I'm concerned. Just get rid of them all. Coaching staff, front office, players, aside from those two, everybody else, get lost. I fucking hate you all. Who do you think is the next to go, Steve? We heard Lance Lynn uh, name thrown around a lot today. Uh, I assume this was his last start in a White Sox uniform, um, but that's not to say that he is the next out the door. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I would I would think him or you know maybe Tim Anderson. I mean, obviously, I think given the Ahmed Rosario trade to the Dodgers earlier today, that takes one potential suitor off the board right there, but given what he has said recently about his willingness to play second base, you know, maybe, maybe another team like the Dodgers or, 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 or excuse me, the giants or somebody else would be interested in trying to plug him in to play the keystone there. Um, if I have to pick one name to go next, um, I think I will, I think I will take Lance Lynn. On, on that front here. Um, he's not scheduled to start again until, um, you know, next Tuesday, which would be deadline day, um, given the fact that there is an off day on, on Monday here. So I think it's got to be Lance. I would tend to agree with you there. I, I did see some rumblings that the Sox are planning to compete next year, though, Steve. Uh, I don't know if I entirely <laughs> buy this. Uh, they got jokes. They got jokes. Do you do you have thoughts on this one? I know we're going to try and keep this show rather abbreviated, so I'm trying to fly through some of these topics. But there was reports out of the Athletic, I believe, Sox are not going to trade Dylan Cease, and that they want to compete next year, and that includes potentially keeping Tim Anderson around. So they they want to compete. What do they want to compete for? The Frontier League Championship. Because I got news for you. Given the holes on this fucking roster that need to be addressed, they ain't competing for anything at the major league level. Maybe they could go down to the Carolina League and compete for something down there. But given the idiots that are in charge here, the payroll and payroll's getting cut this winter here. So I don't know who in their right mind thinks that this team with holes at second base in right field, catcher, third base, volatility at shortstop. You got a first baseman that doesn't hit enough. You got a whole, you, you, you know, I mean, you got three starting pitchers you're going to need to get. What the fuck are you competing for with all that? What planet are you on? You might be able it's, to compete. It's going to be exhausting. It's going to be exhausting, Steve. I, I mean, I mean, seriously, you might be able to compete – for a championship on some planets, that's just a one of them. So you know what? It's 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 going to get a lot worse here. Um, this is just the beginning. This thing, you know, we've got um, what do we have? Sixty left, fifty nine left to go at this point. I, I don't I don't know. We have fifty nine beatings left. It's just uh, it's going to be really bad. The only thing that we really have to watch at this point is Jake Berger trying to chase down to get to 30 home runs. And uh, hopefully Luis Robert can uh, stay healthy enough to, to get to 40. So can he hit 12 more home runs the rest of the way? We'll see. 
good point. I mean, there's not much else to watch for. Steve, the White Sox do have a series this weekend against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, four games set. How bad is it going to get? Oh, it's going to be just – it's going to be miserable. Absolutely miserable. Um, I think they'll be lucky if they get a game. So, I mean, you know, I think there's a real – real probability that they get swept on a homestand, which I'm sure is just going to really do wonders for the mood of everybody that uh, follows and watches this shit show on a night in night out basis. So um, hopefully for your guys sake, you know, you're, you're all going out to the ballpark Friday night. Hopefully for your guys sake, they uh, do the unthinkable and can find a way to win a baseball game. I, I'm choosing to spend my night doing other things. I am going to eat my body weight in pierogi, and who knows? I might drink a couple, two, three, you know, bottles of uh, bottles of vodka, and, and hey, let's just get wild with it. You know, I think that's going to be a better use of my time than watching this nonsense. It's sad. It's sad at this point. Yes, there's going to be some of the guys from Socks on Tap out at the ballpark on Friday. Uh, yeah, um, we'll see if we can get a winner in. Steve, I don't even have a pick to click. For tomorrow's ball game, do you? Um, scoreboard operator. There you go. I love it. Any Ooh. final thoughts tonight, Stephen? Final thoughts are: this is the beginning. Lucas Giglio, the first domino to fall here. Um, he won't be the last. I think we've got four or five days here of activity with this team, trying to reshape this nonsense. And it's not all going to be able to be done here over the course of the next four to five days. This is going to be a long, arduous process, but this is the beginning. We are be we are starting that final descent into the abyss, and Rebuild it's going to get up. Rebuild three point Here we go. I tried to I tried to warn everybody before the season that this, that I was afraid of this, and here we fucking are. Yeah, well, it's it's just pain at this point for us, and that's pretty much all I have. Thanks for everybody who hopped in the comments. Make sure you're following the show at Socks on Tap on Twitter. Follow NWI Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Myself at Tony on Tap. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash on Tap Sportsnet. We'll be back on Sunday Funday to break down the White Sox and Cleveland Guardians series. Might be another bloodbath, but uh, Steve. White Sox forever. White Sox for life.